Sean, welcome to the show. I am, uh, I, you know, I was telling the guys, I, this is probably one of the interviews I am the most excited about because you and I are not just, I'm not just reading your book. We're actually friends and I've enjoyed uh, the book you put together. It, it, it's quite amazing. So uh, welcome to the show, Sean. Thank you, Anthony. And it's a pleasure to be here. I'm looking forward to it. You know, uh, as, as you and I have talked, uh, you know, many, many times, the work that we do in, in discovering ourself and, uh, you know, putting, putting that, you know, finding that uh, part of us where we get conscious and start to become aware of not just, uh, you know, what's going on in the world, but who, what's going on with us, right? The triggers, the, the stuff that happens with us, this book that uh, you write, you wrote, uh, you know, it, it's, it's, it's amazing. And I'm going to just show the audience. It's, it's, it's called 10 seconds of boldness and go pick it up right now. It just came out on Amazon uh, this last week, right? Or a week ago or two yep. weeks ago. Now it's it's uh, it's become a, a quickly a, one of the best sellers that are out there. It's 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 amazing. I uh, I picked it up and I, our whole crew's reading it, and it's one of the easy books, one of the easier books to read. But the way you wrote it, right? The way you wrote the book really does uh, have some real practical knowledge, but in a way that you could pop into it just about you know and, and read a, and for a couple hours, or you can read for. You know, I read the whole book in, in a weekend, but I read fast. I'm a fast reader, right? Mm -hmm. uh, uh, but you, I can see people reading this thing a little bit, you know, on airplane rides. And, and that, you know, it seems it's a very easy book to pop in and out of uh, for practical knowledge. And that was actually a, a planned design on my part, having not been on business trips in a while going cross country. I'm like, I devour a book on a round trip flight. Some I'd be able to do on one leg from coast to coast. So I wanted this to be definitely a book that could be read on a round trip coast to coast. And I think I've accomplished that and put it up, pick it up and put it down, like you said, and grab the tidbits that you need. So it's it's written cover to cover with a narrative arc. But if you just want to jump in and talk about the imposter syndrome that we'll get into in a little bit, you can do that and you can learn something wherever you're at in the book. You know, I, I think that's great. So, so tell, let's get a little bit, uh, go back a little bit on Sean. I think the audio, you know, they don't get to know you as well as I do. And, and you, you've got a vast, you know, you've got a, a, an intense background in personal growth and uh, what, what takes you to here. So get, let's go backwards a little bit about how, how you got here. God, how much time do we have? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> if, if, you want, if, if you want the full nitty gritty, raw, unplugged MTV version of my true story, pick up my memoir for it's, I wrote it six years ago. It's called Beyond Recovery. That will give you who I am and where I came from in a nutshell in about 300 pages. The, the quick and dirty is how I got here is, you know, I've been in sales and marketing for 30, a little over three decades, 30 years plus. Um, Along the way out of college, I, you know, I have no problem sharing this at 22, I had a problem with drugs and alcohol and I turned my life around. So I'm not going to go in. This is not the forum or the platform to talk about that, but it is an important for me to note and let you know that a lot of the tools and training that I got from that, from a personal development and self-esteem standpoint have transferred into my work environment. It's not just about stopping drinking or drugs or any of that so that is a core differentiator between this book and who i am combined i got over 65 years of experience in both and i don't know that there's anybody else out there that's putting a personal development book together that mashes those two things together with the intent not for me being selfish and, and making a whole bunch of money the 10 i wrote this book you guys is to help you 
to help the person who has dreams and goals and hasn't yet found the confidence or the courage to take the first step. That's it in a nutshell. I, I you know, and when you read it, <clears throat> you get that, right? You, you really get the wisdom of it, the, uh, and not just the simplicity of it. I, I mean, one thing I noticed, I was, I was talking to the crew today uh, about, uh, you know, what's going on in society right now. Like today, I, I had this real awareness last week about we're in this time of evolution. It's amazing, right? The world has never been better than it is today. I mean, we're, we're growing faster and, and all the things that are happening. But last week was a great example of, I'm working with some guys who, uh, you know, the transition of new technology and the places they're getting stuck. And it was like hours and hours. This one group had been working a year and a half on this process, a year and a half. And I sat down with, with the guy that was running the program and, and he's like, well, those people are, you know, what are they messing up? And, and they're like, those people are messed up and the two of them couldn't see it. And just the amount of frustration between the two groups. And then when mm -hmm. I sat down with one and they noticed that it really was, the other group was, was working hard on trying to make it work and their system had a problem. And what I noticed is that that's happening across our society, but, and people are in the space of growing, the society's growing so well, things are changing ama amazingly. They're, the systems are changing, but what's happening is people are forgetting how to take care of the person, right? Yeah. The, 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 the part or piece of them that uh, has them overwhelmed with the stuff that's changing. And what I love about your book is it's got these very, straight it's like it's, it's like talking to your grandpa or, or like, a, like an old, <laughs> you know what i mean but it's like like somebody with yeah. wisdom like some somebody who's been through the business world a very successful grandpa who sits down and goes oh look you know this, your, your steps to how to build self-confidence right you've, you've got a, a whole section in there on how to build self-confidence and i think it's a it's it's a it's a neat thing to talk about maybe we can go down that path a little bit about how do you you know this real real simple steps i think it was five or six steps on, on how to build self-confidence yeah and i mean you guys will have to pick up the book because i wrote this and i've I've, re I've done it so much but one of the things i'm looking forward to on this show is is coming from the heart and what comes up viscerally that i remember i try and everything i put in the book was expanded and contracted to make it as easy for anybody of any walk of life whether you're a ceo or running a multi-billion dollar corporation down to somebody who's just out of high school trying to figure out whether or not they want to get a job in the trades or go to the tech industry as anthony's talked about in the last couple of podcasts so that's the hard part but confidence in, in in writing the book talking about confidence and lack thereof or in particular self-confidence um all of us if we're uh humble enough to admit it struggle with confidence in some area of our lives now i say if we're humble enough to admit it because all of us have those folks in our lives that i jokingly say and i used to be one of them i that's one of the things i'm 100 transparent i used to be a serious egomaniac with an inferiority complex an egomaniac with an inferiority complex which meant that i had to know everything about everything and if i didn't i felt like a worthless piece of you know what so i overcompensated the confidence part that I talk about in the book is really practical. You know, I interviewed five different people. It's not all me, but I interviewed some folks that have worked with kids, 300,000 kids, mostly on the West Coast as a coach in summer camp programs. And I interviewed somebody who's probably well known if you know collegiate basketball. I went to high school with Stephen Lavin. And um, Steve is a former coach at UCLA. And he and I had just a roll up our sleeves conversation about everything from 
life to hoop to um, values to everything. But I, I framed it in wanting to know about confidence because as a coach, his job is to encourage young men to not only become good citizens and good players and get the best out of them, but in, in professional sports and work in our lives, confidence is a linchpin really for us moving forward with the confidence and or the belief that we can actually do something without that linchpin the wheels literally come off the cart so you know confidence i try and keep it simple the simple thing that i got from steve is it's all about practice and reputation look at steph curry the greatest shooter in the entire world stephen curry practices his butt off you guys you think he just hits those threes because he showed up one day and said i had this god-given talent no he's got confidence because he puts a lot of time, energy, and effort in. So the big nutshell, if you get nothing from this, is believe in yourself, but the confidence is a function of effort nice. and being willing to fail. If you're not willing to fail and you don't put in the work, guess what? Your confidence is going to be shaken all the time. You know, I, there, the, the line in there that I love the best was, uh, confidence is not a magic potion. It's built over time. Right. And it's that it's that that piece you're talking about, that repetition, right? The in order to have, you know, self-esteem, I need to do esteemable acts, right? I can't just go out there and be an SOB in the planet and expect that I'm gonna be okay, right? Somewhere I'm gonna feel ugly about myself. And and those behaviors that happened on the court, in the office, in the uh, in the relationship happened with the behaviors I have outside of the relationship, right? Outside of the office, off the court, right? It's the, it's the places where when I start to act with esteemable behavior, right? Mm -hmm. And I start to work on those things that give me some character, right? And I start working on those character defects, that, that stuff that we're, that, that's not serving my life, right? I, I love that whole piece about those things that don't serve me anymore. Those behaviors I used to have that don't serve me before. And as I start to weed those away a little bit and get out of there and start to look at it, I'm able to be in the moment where I can start to practice. I can start to have that repetition and see stuff that I don't walk into the, onto the court carrying the baggage I was carrying. I can be on the court or I can be in the office or I can be in the relationship because all that baggage, that shame, guilt, all that stuff they have, mm -hmm. gets gets kind of, it, it, it clouds my ability to be in the moment to do the work that I'm doing. And you bring up an interesting point, and I elaborate on it in a few different sections in here, Anthony, is, is it's not always about a point A to point B progression. You know, goal, originally this was going to be called beyond goal setting as a backup to beyond recovery. And I floated that idea and it's like, it's far more than, than goal setting, because for a lot of people, goal setting is a means to an end. It's the performance-based criterion, it's quarterly profits, it's, it's, tangible we all need a goal to shoot for but the bigger picture here is what anthony just talked about it's about who we become in the process and that is something that nobody else can ever take away from you when you get rid when you let go of and drop the bad habits or whatever it is that are holding you back you know what they are i don't know i'm not a psychologist but everybody knows what they could and couldn't be doing differently if they want to move from point a to point b i have a bridge example in there an illustration of moving from here to there there's a, a bridge in sales it's a gap it's a sales gap in business it's a gap down at your bottom line the gap is the gap and the gap is literally 
I don't want to sound crass, but the gap is right here. It's yeah. in between our ears. The gap is how we think and believe and behave and respond to the different inputs of our life and what we think we can or cannot do. So, you know, I kind of, I have a tendency to go off on the rails and Anthony will bring me back, but the bottom line is that we need to sometimes not strive to go forward for what we can get. We need to flip that equation and look at what we got to get rid of. Mm. I you know I, I love that because I, I I would say that that's one of the most magical parts of of where I am in, in my career. When I, look, when I look back and go, okay, I, as I wanted to go move forward, you know, there was things that didn't serve me. They served the life I was at at the time I was there. You know, like you know, Mr. Party Boy and having fun and all that stuff was great. But then when I brought that into my office, maybe it was at fun at first, right? You know, when I would like I used to have a practice of taking. Uh, I used to take employees out drinking, right? I wouldn't hire you unless you went drinking with me or, and, and, and part of me was, well, that was kind of fun, but then how many people lead, you know, hundred million dollar companies that go out and get drunk with your employees, the behavior wasn't serving, you know, as a little tiny company was what just me and a couple of guys, maybe right? it was kind of fun to have a, a couple of drinking buddies I worked with, but that wasn't really a company as I started to progress forward and change my business world and really wanted to go from, you know, 20 million to 30 million to 40 million to, to, to go from those, to get those real big numbers. I had to find the character defects that weren't working in my business world. And some of those were just, you know, I, I couldn't go out. Uh, I couldn't go out until, you know, one o'clock in the morning and expect to be able to have business meetings that were functional the next day. Right. I, I couldn't expect to have, uh, you know, so some of those behaviors I had to look at, and it was hard for me. You know, I think that's where books like this really help out. You start to look at the functional behaviors and go, all right, how is this not serving me? And if I want to go someplace else, what might I want to do to change that? So if I started looking at, you know, for me, it had to do with uh, uh, changing those behaviors and then uh, learning. And it, was, it didn't happen overnight because a lot of that was triggered into me, right? A lot of, you know, showing up in the office and telling stories that were inappropriate or, or talking in a way that wasn't, right? All of my language had to change. And all of that took, a, you know, there were like little steps to doing it as I started stepping and something changed, I got this reward and the reward became worth the change, the uncomfortable, you know, you know, all of a sudden I, I wasn't walking in an office to be funny. I was walking in an office to be professional and that didn't mean I, I couldn't be personal, but at first it was hard, right? It was hard to learn how to make that change. And um, that new, that new Anthony uh, I took a minute to get used to, but like, like, this, like your book talks about, as you make those changes, your confidence builds up, right? And you start to really start to feel, okay, the, the, I can make decisions. And even if I'm wrong, right? If I make a decision, I'm wrong. I, I kind of feel like those are the things that I'm called to do as a leader. I'm forced, I'm called to make decisions. Yeah. And you, you know, I listened to it yesterday because I think it's important. You did your research and homework reading the book and I'm like, I got to get a feel for your show. So I listened to Jeremy talking about robotics and then I, which was last Sap Fridays. And then a couple of weeks later or earlier, I listened to Ben Hardy, uh, Ben's, um, Ben's interview that you did talking about Hardy sighting. And, and you, you talked about one of your own personal stories in there of um, getting your start you know, and you don't know. And then where you're at now, and sometimes business owners, I spend quite a bit of time where I'm going with this is there's a lot of talk in here 
in particular for business owners or managers and or people who are just trying to figure out what to do, decision-making is, is the crux of what I believe is um, part of the procrastination syndrome. You know, the analysis paralysis always comes down to the inability or lack thereof to want to have a big enough reason to want of why you want to make a decision. And if you're a business owner, like Anthony talked about in that interview, sometimes you have to make a decision. Your, your role is to make decisions on a daily basis. And as human beings, we're making 30,000 decisions on a daily basis. Most of them are small and trite and I can go off on that tangent. I don't want to. If you want to get down into the nitty gritty of the micro details and 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 that kind of stuff, it's already a bestseller. He sold fifteen million or some odd books, but James Cleary's book Atomic Habits is a bestseller because it's exactly that. And I'm bringing this up for a very important point. If you have read Atomic Habits, folks, you need to read this book. And the reason being is Atomic Habits is great, and he does a fantastic job of drilling into the minutia. Where my book is separate is, and this is a shameless plug because I have to do this for my own my own well-being. The difference is the practicality. I've read as many, if not more books than Anthony has on coast-to-coast trips about how to this personal development, self-help BS. Self-help is only helpful unless you get off your lazy butt and go put it into action, people. And that's what this book is about. I don't mean to call you out, but if you don't put one foot in front of another, you can be an intellectual derelict. You can have all the knowledge in the world. And if you don't take that first step to be bold enough to take the first step, nothing's ever going to change. Mm. Is that too harsh? No, no. But it, it, look, that's the hard one, right? Because knowledge isn't, it's, it's crap, right? It's, it's kind of like, just because I know something, it's the action. Right. You know, uh, this, this morning I was getting up to go to, to go work. And I, and I've been traveling for the last four weeks. I've been crazy travel, crazy travel. My, and my workouts were, were just off. They're off. Right. For the last four weeks, I've had some workouts in between, but this morning, you know, my, my normal habit is I get up at four 30 and I, and I go walk five, 5.8 miles. And I just kind of like, that's awesome. Right. And, but this morning my brain kicked in. Right. Oh, this bed is so nice and warm. Oh, my daughter's first day of school is today. You know, I was up a little bit late last night. Maybe I don't need it. And I could hear my brain. I could hear my brain. I call the guy in my head, Fred. I, I could hear <laughs> Fred. Fred was messing with me. I'm like, all right, Fred. He's like, you know, this bed Fred starts bark, barking at you, right? Yeah, Fred's like, you know, look, stay in bed. You know, look, if you don't go today, you'll go tomorrow. Yeah, you know, and, and I know what Fred sounds like, right? I, I know what he sounds like up there. And I, I you know, I, I, I'm like, today, I'm going to, I'm going to interview the guy who wrote, you know, 10 seconds of boldness. And, and, and I, and I, and I, I, I can't, I can't not work out because I know that I'm going to interview Sean today and I got to stand in. I need 10, my 10 seconds of, of boldness today was getting out of my bed. And literally all, all I had to do is go from my bed to put my shorts on. And then as soon as I got my sneakers on, I was committed. Right. But even while I was putting my shorts on, I'm like, well, I could go back to bed. And it just, it took me to get my sneakers on. Now I know part of my behavior is before I go to bed, most nights, I have all that stuff in one spot ready to go. So I'm not looking for it. I don't have to think about it. Mm-hmm. My brain's my brain, you know, it, it knows before I go to bed at night, that's that atomic habit book, right? Where I, yeah. where I know that before I go to bed, I know that tomorrow morning I'm working out. There's no, there's no, just no, no fighting with Fred in the morning to decide uh, what what I'm doing, right? I'm, I'm I I know that I've committed to working out before I went to bed. 
And well, that's important too, Anthony, because you, you've, you've done that. It's probably become a routine. It's become a habit. Charles Duhigg in his book, The Power of Habit, talks about it as becoming routines. And it's just, it's space repetition over time. But when you take, when you do it enough times, you take the thought process, consternation, and decision-making out of it because it just becomes a given because you're committed to it. Like brushing your teeth, taking a shower, getting out of bed. Some people, I jokingly say, make your bed, you know, get out of bed and make your bed in the morning. Not everybody does that. I'm not, I'm not trying to espouse or put more shame or guilt on anybody for not doing the things. In fact, there's a lot in here that talks about cutting yourself some slack. You know, we're not progress, not perfection. We are not perfect human beings. We're just not, whether you look at that from a religious standpoint or just a humanistic standpoint, we're not perfect. So why try to be? If you make a bad decision, clean up the mess, admit it, move on and do better next time. Maybe that's a cavalier attitude, but you know, same thing. I'm normally before an interview like this, I'll wake up all agonizing. What am I going to say? What if I do this? Blah, 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 blah. I call it you probably can't swear on here. You can edit it out later, but it's the itty bitty shitty committee up here. Okay. Between my ears, the itty bitty shitty committee. And it just starts going. And it's like a hamster that's, you know, I'm going to jokingly say it's like a hamster on crack, man. That thing starts going like this and then I can't turn it off. And then, you know, you're off to the races. Well, somewhere along the lines, you got to put a brake on that wheel and get out of the cage and go look at the sunset that's in the background here or a double rainbow and then come back to it. And you know this, Anthony, you already talked about it. Enough out of me. No, I, I, I love it. You know, that, uh, that committee that's up there, you know, I call mine the fruit of loom committee, right? You just, <laughs> there's a grape, they're just they're up there and they're, they're just like, they're, it's literally from the little fruit of loom commercials, you know, it's like, I, I picture like those guys are up there and they're like, well, what if, Anthony, we don't need to go to, you know? So it's just, it's funny how, to me, I, I notice that my brain has these little storms that come through it, right? Mm -hmm. they, they, they come through and, uh, you know, self-pity or some sort of shame and guilt. Uh, you know, sometimes it has to do with uh, a period of life where I'm overwhelmed or uh, the one that does it really great was when I'm around my family, the ones who've been, you know, installed. You know, I just noticed that these little storms come through and some of my atomic habits go away. Some of my uh, ability to be boldness goes away. You know, when I fall off, when I get stuck in a storm, right? And it's a rainy, cloudy day in my brain. Uh, those, you know, I, I know it's just a storm. I know this is going to pass. I, I know it. It just, in the moment, it takes a minute to shake it off, right? And yeah. uh, not, not to be mad about it. Like you said, find a way to just go, all right, look, that's just a storm. It's not who I am. It's just a, a storm that came through. And okay, I can... I can get back in it. Let's get the umbrella out. Let's get the boots. Out. Let's get let's get back to work and and go back to those habits that uh, have served me before. And um, you know, just that, that's the part that's hard to, to feel feel it. Like just knowing that my brain. Uh, and that's what's great about your book is that you can pick it up and look. Like like if I just open it up right now and go into just literally any section here, it'll be the miracle of letting go, right? Like like not not holding on to a not holding on to a. Uh, you know, not a way of being and the miracle of just letting go, right? That, that's a, that's a great little process to go through or right here. I'll, uh, 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 you know, each one is a, uh, a bridging the confidence gap, right? Like it's got some real 
uh, uh, steps on how to how to bridge that that gap. Uh, you know, the eighty uh, percent is enough. I thought that was a great that was a great chapter right there. Like like eighty percent confidence is enough. I can with eighty percent confidence, I can rule the world. Yeah, and I'm just going to interject. I like what you're doing here because it's it reminds me of all the stuff that I wrote, and it's going to be helpful to people. But just a, a sidetrack. So. As as he's doing this and he's talking about 80 percent is enough for the people who are listening or watching in, um, I grappled with that because I thought I was going to offend a lot of people who are perfectionists and 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 people where eighty percent is not enough. It has to be one hundred percent accurate because there are certain professions and careers where you cannot survive on eighty percent accuracy. So I talk about that, but by and large, most of the decisions we have to make on a regular basis. 80% is enough to start. We don't need 100%. And that's where I'm coming from. Yeah, that's it's just the book is full of so many little little tidbits of starters. And what I kind of feel like is you're having a rough day. You know, this is a book that you keep by your bedside. I've got another mm. one, uh, Tim Ferriss's book, uh, Tools of the Titan. I'm going to add this to that book, right? They're just they're books where I can keep it next to my bedside and at any time just pick it up and have a moment to, all right, I'll work on that today. All right, I can look at 80% enough, right? Or maybe if I'm having a, a rough one, look, I don't have to be perfect all the time. I can find it. I got 80%, um, 80% there. That's pretty good, right? Some people don't have anything, right? I, I've got, I got 80%. That's, that's enough. So Sean, I, I feel like this book has that kind of experience for me that you can pop into it anywhere along the way, uh, take the knowledge for the day or, or practice that you can do this like a book of practices, right? Mm -hmm. You can take and uh, you can practice uh, that, that way of being today that, that, will, that will help serve you. Yeah. And, and then for the, those that are a little more, what I call on a disc scale, they're more on the C side where you need to have that clear path of A, B, C, D, E, and, and some clear tangible things. I purposely wrote sections here to try and appeal to as, as many different social styles because as a salesperson for the last 30 years, it's part of my job. I have to be able to find connection and or build relationships from all kinds of personalities. And it's not a sales pitch, it's a connection and a communication pitch. So to that end, you know, the book is structured in five sections. Um, the, the five sections relate to what I call, I mean, they're interchangeable, but it's basically a five-step method for solving problems or or fulfilling an opportunity and those you know as you read through here you guys there is not a whole lot of new stuff under the sun there are innovations along the way but the basic values and principles of business and personal development and personal growth have not changed in a real long time now in the field of construction and robotics and medicine and health and and technology, that innovation is going to continue to push the envelope, but it's all iterative. It is finding what worked here, finding a need, filling it, bridging that gap, and taking something that worked here and tweaking it a little bit because something didn't work as well as it is. Case in point, if Steve Jobs was alive today, he would probably pull his hair out because I had to go get a new uh, hyperdrive for this laptop. And Steve would not do squat about having an external device plugged in here that's going to get bent and twisted and all that so innovative yeah he was incredibly innovative he changed the world but if he was alive today he would not have let that happen and i'm not slamming on apple but personally that's a design defect that needs to be fixed so 
anyway, anybody from Apple's listening to this, now you know. There's feedback from a user who wasn't an Apple product user and now is, and I want it fixed. Anyway, I don't know where I was going with that, other than, um, you know, we have to be able to adapt. We have to be able to change. And um, I think I totally lost my train of thought, but that's okay. So, so here, I, the, the, I go back to the... <laughs> Uh, the so the uh, five essential habits. So what, that's what it was. Five, yeah. five essential habits of solving a problem, right? So one, I, I, you, you write it here. Identify the problem or, or, or opportunity, right? And you kind of like talk about how that's kind of a neat, uh, a, a neat way to uh, uh, you know, you identify the problem. And is it an opportunity or is it is it a problem or is it an opportunity? Right, number two, uh, clearly decide what you want. Like knowing what you want. Like here. How do you know where you're going to go? And that's a hard one because I, I I'm in business, like literally every day, deciding what I want uh, is hard because I, I want that, but if I want this, if that happens, right? So kind of knowing that happens, like knowing what I want, uh, knowing why I want it, right? I mean, look, I'm trying to create, uh, you know, a work environment, and, and I, I, the truth is, I have found my why in it wasn't something that I, I knew when I started. I would mm -hmm. tell you, I found my why more of what I don't want as more than what I wanted, right? Like mm -hmm. I, I, I want to build a company where people feel, you know, the things I've learned were more about what I didn't want than what I wanted. Does that make and sense? Sometimes in that process, Anthony, your why will find you before you find it. That's right. I, I, I would say that's right. I, I didn't start off having this, you know, when Simon Sinek, uh, Sinek talks about knowing your why, like I, I wish I knew what my why was. My but my really wanted at first was I just wanted to make money, right? And yeah. then I, like I got to making some money. I'm like, all right, this is kind of empty, meaningless. Now I want to find. Then I started finding uh, ways to be sustainable, right? I made money the first time. Like, okay, great, I made money. Now I want to make it sustainable. Then I started realizing, okay, that was good, but kind of empty, meaningless. Now today I'm in a part of life where I've got the money, I've got sustainability. Now I I find people and, and watching them grow and, and inspiring others. There's something about that 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 turned me on more than any dollar I've ever made. Like yeah. it has become this, like giving me meaning and purpose. Like I now I'm outside of just me and how do I help others? And there's something that there became, and that was not something that I knew when I started. It was not something that came to me when I started this whole, this whole game. You know, and it goes back to something that's just all this, you know, <laughs> I can't see the metaphors I want. It's been around a long time. Anyway, um, Maslow's hierarchy, you know, you're moving from basic, human needs up to self-actualization state and and you know that's for those who agree or disagree that's kind of just a progression what anthony's talking about and and the next one yeah you're on a roll i'm gonna let you go so i don't have to talk so much so know your why and and what you want and then write a clear plan i love that one i love i love i love like clear plan so that's that's pretty good like all right look if i can start to at least plan out I, most of what i find uh, people in business the number one flaws I, I watch in, in projects. Look, if, if I break it down to a project level, you know, as a construction company, I break it down to the projects and go, most people start on a plan without a, without, or in a project like cowboys. They show up with a six gun shooter and they're all just shooting from the hip and it's great, but, but how, how there, there's no, uh, there's no, there's no plan in place. Right. So, so having a plan, an idea, a, a structure, a path that we're going to go on, even if it's not a, a tight path, but it, it's kind of a meandering path, uh, or at least 
I put out, I put the, I put the, the, the I put the flag out there and I'm, I'm shooting, I'm aiming for that flag out there. So I, I may not know exactly how I'm going to get to the flag, but at least I have a, a flag. All right, look, I want to turn over a project on, on, on September 10th. I know that's mm -hmm. the date I want to turn on, you know, sometimes between here and September 10th, I don't have all exactly steps, but if I kind of line everything up towards that flag, all right, look, I can't, I can't turn the project over on September 10th if I don't have the drywall on by this date. And I can't turn the project over on September 10th if I don't have, right? If I think about it from a construction point of view, sure. and you, that could be anything. It could be any, any one of the things that we're trying to achieve. If, if I don't know the kind of the, I'm heading that way, then lining up the parts of this at work. Yeah, and in your industry, and 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 just think of it as a blueprint, a blueprint for life. You know, it's not going to be ideal. You're going to open up if you're doing a remodel, like I did, and you know, I did two in the last uh, two years here. We we pulled out a bathroom, you know, remodeled the bathroom. The bathroom was just an old built-in shower, and I'll be real brief about this. But trying to get the coordination, I didn't hire a general for this. It was repair, so I didn't pull permits and all that. Um, it didn't need to, it didn't move anything. So as I opened it up, I got to see where some of the mistakes were. And one of them was I just spent 10 grand to have an electrician do a bunch of lighting in here. Somebody ran the Romex around the back alcove, the concave section of the shower. And I'm like, the guy's coming in four hours or whatever, six hours, 10 hours to install the tub because it's the only time he has and then Tyler guys are coming in. So I understand a little bit about that from a homeowner's perspective. The point I'm trying to make is the best plans in the world are always going to have to be adapted and changed. And that flexibility is what sometimes hangs people up because I've set my flag in the sand and I'm going to go here. You still will get there, but I guarantee you the point A to point B is never, ever, ever a straight line. And sales and marketing, the customer journey is about as circuitous of a route as you could ever imagine. And that's just, I think as humans, we try and like, we expect, I do. I like things black and white. They're never black and white. I get uptight and frustrated when they're not. I'm learning to get better. I mean, this book here, I, I'm like, like Anthony getting out of bed. Oh, I have to practice 10 seconds of boldness. I have to pick up the phone and call four or five people before I jump on a podcast on my lunch hour. So I'm not ripping the company off the time, that kind of stuff. So anyway, no, go easy on ourselves. No, it's, it's great. You know, uh, uh, one of the other lines in there I loved, and we're going to go backwards a little bit, but uh, uh, we in, in the beginning, we all suck. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> yeah, like, I forgot I put that in there. I like, I like, I like, look, I, you know, and maybe it's not just suck. It's, it's just, I, I, yeah, I get it. I mess things up. Anytime I try something new, I try on that new way of being or the new business I'm doing or the, or the new, you know, the new sport that I'm trying. Look, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not, you know, sometimes I look at people's end game and think that should be my beginning game, mm -hmm. right? I, I watch them over there and watch, you know, someone, uh, come by me when they're when they're walking and and go. Oh man, that, that guy's going twice as fast as I am. I don't know if he's been walking. You know, I, I do five point eight miles. I don't know if his, his first mile or their last mile or I. I have no idea how far they've gone, but I will judge myself by you know t two seconds of seeing someone walk by me. Like oh no, I'm not fast enough. You know. Oh, yeah, that, that you comparison know? game will eat your lunch. Eat yeah. my lunch, and it's, it's kind of like not real, not real helpful and. No. You know, it's uh, Sean, your, your work here is magical. You know, uh, I, I, I applaud you for your second amazing book. Uh, the work you do in the world lights people up. Uh, you certainly are 
you know, one of those people who have, has really lives the dream, you know, that part of giving back. Uh, I get that you get it, right? When I li- watch, read your book, I really do see your majesty and the work you're doing. I hope that, uh, that people will go out here right now. It's on Amazon. It takes two seconds to do it. It's a great book to read. I, I, I read a lot of books. And uh, this one here has all kinds of great insightful stuff that, um, you know, I, I look forward to having on my bed, on my bedside, you know, as one of those books that I can go to uh, for, you know, something to work on, a practice to work on all the time. So uh, great job with the book, Sean. Thank you so much. And, you know, so I, I just to give people the last five points, especially for those high C individuals, the fifth step there is start working the plan. It's, I mean, this is, you know what? It, it's happened. I forgot my train of thought and Anthony got good feedback on forum. The fifth one for those to recap is identify the problem or opportunity, clearly decide what you want, know why you want it, which is motive drive and all that stuff. Write a clear plan, be flexible within it. and. This is where the rubber meets the road. Work the plan. Work it. So we have fun. I mean, Anthony, this has just been a a dream. And for those who don't want to support Amazon for whatever reason, it is available at bookstores anywhere. Your local independent bookstore, go in there and say, I want to buy it. You can get it wherever you want. Kindle, Kobo, Apple Reader, Nook, everything. So thank you, my friend. Thank you, my friend. I am uh, I'm I'm grateful that you spend time with us. I know uh, this is one of those books that will change people's lives. And uh, go pick it up now. If uh, you know your audience members, you guys know how much I read. I love I love great books, and this is a great one. This is a, a great one. It's it's worthy of your time uh, and your and your dollars to go to go out and buy that. Do that now, and let's support Sean and uh, you know lighting more people up in the world. You know when I see books like this. I feel like they're the ones that I want to make sure people get because they are lighting up your life. It's an easy one to follow. They're, they're very insightful. Your life lessons, uh, your your background, uh, it's, it's quite amazing. So, Sean, I, I, send you, I send you lots of blessings and gratitude for the work you're doing. Keep up the great work, my friend. You know, uh, we'll, we'll have you on again. We'll have you on. So if people want to find uh, the book, your website, find you, uh, where can they find you? Uh, website's real easy. It's first name, last name, Sean, S-H-A-W-N, Langwell, L-A-N-G-W-E-L-L.com. And for those out there who want me to come talk to their events too, I'm going to put a plug in there. I'm not there yet. I still work full time. I have to honor that until I'm ready to step away. But part of my own fear and boldness is making that shift of doing things like this with Anthony and relying on friends to help me. And to get out there and try and wild the socks off your sales team or just help motivate your team. And it can be on anything under the sun that's related to this book. I'd be happy to do so. You can reach me online at seanlangwell.com. Anthony, thank you. Thanks, guys. Remember, the book is 10 Seconds of Boldness. Uh, Easy to get, easy to read. Great, great one. Pick it up today. If you liked our podcast, please make sure you take a second and like and subscribe. It means the world to Sean and I. Just take a second to do that now. Uh, Look, it makes the world to me. So just if you got it, second, just do that now. And then, uh, again, uh, find Sean's book and go pick that up so we can uh, show Sean our appreciation for that. And uh, as always, thanks for listening. 
Thanks for joining us. My name is Anthony Montegi. Always looking for people to bring insight into the industry, finding ways to inspire people to have amazing careers in the development world. If you liked our podcast, make sure you hit the subscribe button down below. If you really liked our podcast, make sure you hit the little bell. Thanks again for listening. Please share it with your friends.